his address book. He hesitated, then carefully looked around him before he reached over and unfastened the large tool chest on the passenger seat and flipped open the lid. He needed to share this first moment of the journey with his son. They had both waited far too long. He drew back the velvet cover he had draped over the silk nest he had built in the interior of the tool chest. We're on our way, Kevin. I'm keeping my promise. The empty eye holes of the burned and blackened skull gazed up at him. Pain shot through him. After all these years, you would have thought he'd become accustomed to the horror, but there were still moments like this when it hit home. He remembered what a handsome boy Kevin had been, and his sweet smile, and the way he... Tears stung his eyes. He reached out and deliberately touched the skull. Forgive me. I still love you. I'll always love you. His gaze lifted to the photo of the woman taped to the lid of the tool chest. She'll give you back to me the way you were. His lips tightened. And then she'll give us the son of a bitch who did this to you. He gave one last look at the skull before he closed the lid. She can do it all, Kevin. We'll see that she makes it happen. He reached forward to the GPS and typed in Eve Duncan's address. Darkness. Smothering. No breath. Can't breathe. Hey, wake up. Joe's lips brushed Eve's as he cuddled her closer in the bed. Nightmare alert. Her eyes flew open, and she stared up at him. Joe, smiling. Safety. She immediately relaxed and drew a deep breath. I'm awake. Sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. You were just panting as if someone were trying to smother you. He stood up. I thought you should wake up and get back to the real world. Smothering. Yes, she vaguely remembered that sensation. Darkness closing in and something, someone fighting to keep the smothering suffocation away from her. I'm duly grateful. She sat up in bed. Not a pleasant dream. She tilted her head. You're already dressed. Are you going into the precinct this morning? I thought you had a plane to catch, that Miami court case. Later today. Paperwork this morning. He pulled her from bed. Come on, have coffee with me before I leave. Gladly. I definitely don't want to go back to sleep. She grabbed her robe and followed him out of the bedroom. And I have to work on Ryan's reconstruction anyway. I made a lot of headway last night, and I might finish today. She passed the work table and dais where the little boy's skull was placed, waiting for the final forensic sculpting. It's going well. They all go well. He handed her a cup of coffee. They wouldn't dare do anything else. You're the best, aren't you? One of the best. She took the coffee and went out on the porch. The early morning sunlight was shimmering on the lake, and the air was cool and clear. And they do not all go well. Sometimes things seem to get in the way. Why are you being so complimentary? What can I say? I'm just a man. He chuckled as he sat down in the swing and pulled her into his arms. I'm encouraging you to have good thoughts while I'm gone so that I can look forward to one hell of a homecoming celebration.
You're only going to be gone two days, she said dryly. I'll hardly have time to miss you. You really know how to hurt a guy. I'll miss you, she whispered as she cuddled closer. Moments like this were precious. They had been together for so many years, and yet the love kept deepening with the passing of time. Maybe. Who knows, I might have another nightmare. She gave him a quick kiss. You're my hero. It was that bad? She wished she hadn't mentioned that dream, even as a joke. Joe was always fighting to keep her safe, but who could fight against a nightmare? But it was a nightmare that was still with her. She couldn't seem to shake it. It was like a battle. I was being smothered, and someone was trying to stop it. But they couldn't do it, and I wasn't sure I could either. She sat up from the sofa.